Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Excellent. Well, welcome back, guys. It has been a hot minute. And we are happy to be back. We are excited to be back. We are sipping on some lovely seltzer. We won't name the brand because they don't be sponsoring us. Nope. Nope. Don't even know the brand. It's very good, though. I almost want to shout them out. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's it's been a long time, and I'm so glad we're back. And here's the thing. This is a day of lament and also a day of joyous celebration. We lament uh, the loss of Grant Farm. Oh, I mean, he's alive. He's alive, yeah. He's (laughs) alive, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's fine. He's, he's good. Fine. Grant's fine. Right. He's fine. Yeah. Grant's fine. Grant is just killing it yeah. in other ways. So Grant, Grant is <laughs> has been our producer. Yes. Um, woo, woo. Producer yes, Grant. Producer. That's right. Right. Go. In fact, Grant was the guy who's who had the original idea to do this. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. right. And so he said, "Let's do it." And so we said, "Okay, Grant, if you if you run it, yeah." He got us up. He got us running down the track, and yeah. now he's jumped off. He jumped off. Yes, this right. His plan for the beginning. Yeah, but uh, yeah, actually, actually, Grant uh, has served us really well. Has done a great job. Thank you, Grant. Uh, he has just had a baby, uh, and has uh, got a lot going on in life. So he just said, "Listen, I want to need to tap out a little bit." Yeah, but. So first of all, so that's the lament. That's the lament. We are sad. We we miss Grant. We love Grant. Yeah, Grant. He's got beautiful hair. Yeah, he does have beautiful hair. Um, <laughs> he's my son, and you can tell that I don't have the beautiful hair. But uh, that's the way it works in families. Um, but uh, but he did not leave us adrift. No, he didn't. No, he provided for us. He provided. Yes. And with whom did he provide for us? Uh, the handsome mm. and multi-talented, multi-talented Christian Nome. Multi-handsomed. Multi-handsomed Christian Nome, who is a musician mm. and a producer. Crystal Blue And a songwriter. <laughs> and uh, and a man who has set this thing up, and we are- We look official. We do look official look now. Real, I, there's a blue light behind me. Yeah. There's an orange light behind you. We got like umbrellas with lights. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I don't even know what's going on. There's I know. like 13 I know. cameras. I'm assuming we look good. I- <laughs> <laughs> if he made us look good, that yeah, just is right, a testament really. to his yeah. ability and skill. Uh, but but Christian, thank you so much yes. for jumping in. Welcome, Christian guys. Um, if you're listening, yep. clap. I don't yeah. care if you're alone, clap. That's right. Yeah, he needs it. Wait. So um, get we good. Okay. Okay. Now stop clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we're 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 heading uh heading along the road with a new producer. Yes, we are. Man, I just realized yeah. if my hair is messed up, it matters. It does, yeah. Oh, yeah. got used to that. And I, I just realized it's important that people see my dog hat. Dog hat. How about them dogs? How do I- <laughs> that was super aggressive. <laughs> that's the way you do it. So, no, that's a, the the greeting is the greeting is I say, I say, how about them dogs? Uh, hoorah! Right? I don't know. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No. Sorry. And you say it, and you got to see it like this. How about them dogs? Oh, so it's a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation. Okay. How about them dogs? How about them dogs? There you go. You Ooh, got it. So much aggression here. All right. Man, that was all right. Well, we should get into what's actually going on here because we got we got some special news. So not only do we have crazy Christian man, well, man named Christian, not like a, I mean, he is a Christian. Uh, anyway, um, not just that with our new producer, but we have a 
I mean, it's not his first book, mind you. But uh, it is a new book. A new book. That I'm holding in my hands right now. If uh, I don't think we can zoom in, but oh my goodness, can we? Do you want to zoom in? Go ahead. No, no, just, yeah, don't zoom in. Or yeah, what does that say? Who's the author of this book? I say Andrew Farmer. Some call him Andy Farmer. Guys, Andy Farmer has released a new book, "Ordinary Greatness: A Life of Elias Budino." Budino, that's right. Budino, do you want to hold the book? Sure. It's yeah. Book. Yeah. Great. I mean. I got so many questions. There's a lot of things here. It's a biography. It's a biography. Yep. Got to read biographies. Mm-hmm. Great for inspiration. Great to learn history. Yep. And uh, apparently it's a way to learn what greatness is because it seems like this man was an ordinary man who was also great. Yeah. Is that accurate? Or I would say he was, he shows you what ordinary greatness can look Come like. Come on, man. All That's right. So let's talk about it because I don't know who Elias Boudinot is. But there's a whole book on him. And I remember yeah. talking to you through the process and how excited you were about this, man. It seems like this is a guy that we should all know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about a few things, Andy. Um, what's the deal with Elias Boudinot? Yeah. So Elias Boudinot, this guy right here, uh, he is a, you would call him a minor founder. We think about the founders. We think about uh, Washington, Jefferson, mm-hmm. all those guys. Uh, he was He was a contemporary with those guys. He knew them all. He was part of the founding generation, actually really well known in his time, very prominent in his time, but not as well known um, for reasons I'll, I'll talk about in a little bit uh, these days. But uh, so he's a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, who who uh, uh, the interesting thing about him and the reason I found him interesting is that, that he was a he's an evangelical. Okay. Um, you know, you you think about the founders, you think about, you know, Christian, non-Christian, what were they, mm-hmm. deists, all that kind of stuff. And so who were the real Christians? And, you know, without, without you know, going through individual guys, this guy was a real believer. This guy believed the gospel. This guy lived the implications of the gospel. Mm-hmm. He He's not a guy who just talked about God. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who, who was committed to the gospel, committed to the mission of the gospel, committed to the church. But he was not clergy. Okay. He, he was a lawyer, right? So he was a lawyer, and uh, he got involved in, early in the revolution, got involved, and we'll talk about his story a little bit. But he ended up uh, really being a significant player for about the first 50 years of the, of the history of the country. And he's kind of in everything that's mm-hmm. going on, but never as the main guy. But because of that, he was just a very interesting guy. I thought, here's a, here's a Christian. He's a patriot. Yeah. He's an evangelical. Uh, he's a, he's a politician. Um, he's a businessman. Uh, so but he's a man who loved the church and he loved he loved uh, the mission of the gospel. <clears throat> Andy, can you tell us uh, who some of this guy's uh, neighbors were? Yeah. So so one of the things that's fascinating <laughs> about him is uh, he <laughs> is the only yeah the only guy I you know this his neighborhood at various times in his life he's the only guy who who lived on the same street as Benjamin Franklin and Jonathan Edwards. And George Washington and Alexander Hamilton. Come on, he, man. Yeah, he lived on the street of all those guys. He was, <laughs> they were, they were, he was neighbors with them all. That in itself so, deserves a biography. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It was fascinating. <laughs> I was like, this guy, you know, he he was there for everything. Yes. So uh, speaking of that, how did you like? What? Where did you? Why Elias Budno? Like, how did you come across him? Yeah. Were you just like 
scouring through ancient literature in the library. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 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 well, you know, first of all, you know, the the question is why write a biography? I've never written, I've written other books, never written a biography, wouldn't know how to do it. Didn't know what it was in terms of how to do something like this. Um, And so uh, it kind of, it kind of developed. I I, I love history, you know, Um, didn't I, you know, I don't have a, a degree in history, but I love history. Um, and so one of the things I've done over the years is in our area of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, um, I've developed these tours that I do, mm-hmm. these history tours for people coming in from out of town. Yeah. So one of them is a great awakening tour where I, I, I do a tour of the, of the great awakening, um, areas in, in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And, um, so in the process of doing research for that, I came across this guy's name. Uh, he just showed up, had written a some things I thought it's just you know it's kind of name that you don't forget it's an yeah. odd name um you don't forget it so then uh I'm saying you know there and I didn't think much about it and so then I was reading uh, uh Ron Chernow's Hamilton biography which is a, okay. a which the, the the musical is based, based on, on yeah. and he shows up there as as kind of a connection to Hamilton so I thought okay I know enough about Hamilton to know that Hamilton's not exactly running in Christian circles right 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 and I and I and th- but this guy was involved in the Great Awakening in some form and was also kind of a pal of Hamilton. How do you do that? So it kind of lodged in my brain. Um, but you know, I checked on the internet, didn't find much about him, and uh, kind of let it go. And um, so anyway, like all good stories, it kind of it kind of begins with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so, so <laughs> what happened is the Eagles win the Super Bowl in, in 2018. And Elias was there. Yeah. Well, no. no. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? No, not there. <laughs> uh, but what happened was he, uh, uh, after the Super Bowl, um, my friend uh, E. McConnell and I okay, yeah. went to a, uh, there was a banquet down in Philly um, that was Dougie P., Doug Peterson, on faith and football. Right. Okay, yeah. So we thought we gotta go see that. You know, yes. he, you know, he's our coach. He's and so <laughs> so we go down there and uh, I turns out it's a fundraising banquet for uh, the American Bible Society, Interesting. which which I had familiarity with, but didn't know that much about. And uh, in the in the course of the whole you know thing, the president of the, of the Bible Society got up and he he just talking and he said, you know, and he mentioned my hero, Elias Budino, talking about he, his heroes like. Okay, so that just kind of whoa, okay. Yeah, who, where's this here? guy here? Found out he's the founder <laughs> of the American Bible Society. Did not know Elias Budno. Yeah, that was like the main thing people know about him. But I didn't know that. I just didn't know. Interesting. And so I thought, okay, well that's cool. I, you know, now I maybe I'll just call and see if I can find somebody that knows anything about him. So I had a friend, um, another Doug, Doug Nottage, yeah. uh, who works at the American Bible Society. Can I pause the story yeah. real quick? So. And- <laughs> Any other human, I think, after the Google search on the internet and found nothing, Elias Boudinot's story would die there. Yeah, right there. But this man yeah, is yeah. calling people. He's going to meetings. Okay, that's continue. Right, yeah, yeah. So, that's, Doug Knowledge. That's, 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 that's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so I called Doug and I said, hey, can, you know, I, you know, is anybody there who knows anything about this guy? I'd just like to find out. Um, just curious, really curious. Yeah. And so, he set me up to meet with, uh, with, with the guy there who was over the project that the that the um that the uh banquet was for the faith and liberty discovery center which we can talk about at the end um and and so he said i'll connect with him and so that guy ended up saying hey look come, you know let's have lunch yeah. so i go down and he introduced me he shows me a couple books that are written there's, there's the, the last 
the most recent book was written 50 years ago about say 15 50 oh that's not that so uh so so <laughs> but as he's describing them i'm thinking and he's describing the museum and he's describing budno i'm thinking you guys need a book you yeah. need a book about this guy these books won't do these and uh so he said yeah but you know we don't we don't publish books um we just publish bibles and um so i'm like so i'm looking and i had a the next year i had a sabbatical set up mm-hmm. so i'm looking for something to study and i thought maybe i'll just study this guy and i i just said listen if i study this guy and i get far enough along would you guys be interested in you know me floating a book idea to you idea to you and he said i don't you know that's not our deal we're you know i mean they're, they're like over 200 years old and is this I'll, the first book published by the yeah the first non-bible published by what in the yeah. world so he said we don't you know we, we really don't do that we're not set up for that I said, that's fine. Well, I, and so I just shipped him some ideas and then I just let it go. And I thought, I'll go ahead and study him during my sabbatical because it'll be interesting. And, uh, and then in January of 2019, mm-hmm. they called me and said, hey, we want you to do it. Like, and I told him, I said, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. I, have no, I have no confidence that I can pull this off, but, uh, but I'm willing to give it a shot. So they said, yeah, well, you know, well, let's, let's give it a shot, see what you come up with. So that spent, you know, took three years. You know, three years of learning how, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Man. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. Um, so I had to learn how to research, you know, I had to learn where the research oh was. Oh my goodness, Andy. And, uh, and, and just try to figure out how do you, how do you, how do you learn about somebody? Mm-hmm. Cause it, cause like nobody's written anything about them in 50 years. And so how do you do this? So. So that's been my last three years, you know, trying to, so it's, it, it's been fun because you're trying to figure out a story. What is yes. the story? Right. Here? Yeah. You know, exactly. That's the, that was the fun thing about doing a biography is like, I'm not trying to, I'm not putting my own ideas down mm-hmm. on paper. I'm trying to figure out what is this guy's story and how can I tell it? Yeah. So in the, in the process, I just got to know him well and got to know him as kind of a friend. That's yeah. Really cool. So, uh, and that's going to make it read, I think more enjoyably too like i, I think because you could just like have a list of just facts but i think yeah even as you're talking about it i'm i wanted to get to know your friend elias budino yeah you got color photos in here man yeah this they is, put color in there it's this great is incredible. Man. yeah yeah they did it really nicely it's a picture book i mean it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really a picture <laughs> there's book, guys. pop-up pictures in there too if you are you serious yeah, no, i'm kidding oh that's what it says like I, listen man i'm opening up and seeing crazy stuff yeah but uh this so, is so cool yeah so a little bit about you know why uh why why what's the story um boot knows a well let me let me say this uh some some basic facts about him um he was born 1740 which is right smack in the middle of the great awakening mm-hmm. um he was baptized by george whitfield so the story's built around his connection to four people maybe we'll start there yeah so you'll yeah. see it you'll see these little Pictures on the, the front bottom. here. I got this here one go. here. So you've got George Whitfield here, um, who's cross-eyed. Do you know he was cross-eyed? I didn't. He looks, for some reason, I pictured a giant man. No, he was giant at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, he got fat at the end, like we all do. <laughs> but he's, he's actually cross-eyed, so this picture is actually accurate. He's cross-eyed. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, Benjamin Franklin, and then uh, George, George Washington, and then... Uh, Alexander Hamilton. So, right, these are the four main figures that I'm kind of showing his life through. So, if you look yeah. at the, the chapters, there there's chapters uh, on 
the interaction with, um, with Whitfield, the interaction with Franklin, mm -hmm. three on George Washington, three wow. on, uh, on Hamilton. That's so good. Um, but, uh, but the, the real, so he's baptized by, by George Whitfield. So his, his dad is a, is, 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 is a big guy in the awakening. Um, just, he's just a craftsman, but he's, but he's very, uh, he's a, just a church guy. He just yeah. loves Jesus. And, um, so they move from Philadelphia. Oh, then he, so he grows up. <laughs> Like next door to Benjamin Franklin, that's where he lived growing <laughs> up as a kid. So everything that was going on in Franklin's world it was was involved in him. So he got to yeah. know Franklin really well. They moved from there, and he moved up to Princeton at the same time that that uh, Aaron Burr Sr. and oh was there, and and lived in a house owned by Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Burr Sr. Um, was there when Jonathan Edwards was there. So it was right there in the middle of all the stuff that's going on in Princeton at that time. Um, gets married, uh, opens up a law practice in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, while he's there, um, Alexander Hamilton comes from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you saw the musical, he comes and he, like he sort of drops in and you yeah. kind of think in the musical, he drops into New York, right? Right, right. And he's going to hang out with the dudes. But really he ends up, as a as a teenager living with Boudinot in his family, in so he world? spent he spent two years living with Boudinot's in, like their, in home, their home. In oh their home, oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, wow. So then they became so he so so Boudinot mentored him and actually discipled him, um, and so they became lifelong friends. Uh, tragic toward the end, but lifelong friends. Um, and then uh, and then so the war starts to happen, and he's called by George Washington because he you know hey listen can you come we have a prisoner problem we got. We got a bunch of prisoners and we don't know what to do with them. And the British have our prisoners. We don't know what they're doing with them. We need somebody to get a handle on this. So he, so that's his job during the war mm -hmm. um, is commissary prisoner. So he becomes really close friends with George Washington and uh, they become lifelong friends. Um, he, he leaves there, comes into the Continental Congress, ends up being president of the Continental Congress. Uh, and is actually the guy who signs the Treaty of Paris ending the war. He was there. He was kind of, he, knows he navigated the end of the, the war. Um, this guy's everywhere. He's like Forrest Gump. I know. Yes, yeah, Forrest Gump. Exactly <laughs> what he is. So then he, so then, uh, he ends up in the first three uh, federal congresses, which is kind of, you know, if you imagine the, uh, the Constitution is, is, is a document they create uh, on how to run a government. This is how we want to do a government. Nobody knows if it's going to work, right? They just know this is what we all want to do. So they agree to it, and then the crazy thing about it is, like in in uh, in they they choose a date on like March first, seventeen eighty nine. We're gonna shut down the government. We're gonna just end it, and then next morning we're gonna start another one. <laughs> it's crazy. We like, should try that now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they said we're gonna shut it down, and so they shut down the old government, and and for like a you know for a period of time there was no government. And then they crank up the new government. And then so Boudinot's in this group where they all they have is a piece of paper and they have to start filling out the laws. Oh so God. they're part of all that, that first two or three Congresses. Nightmare. Very influential there. Um, retires from the Congress, ends up working in the in the in, at the US Mint. He's the head of the Mint, um, making money. Um, and uh, and then he retires from that and uh, gets involved with mission work and he and he's financing mission work and he's Oh, wow. involved with, with the, the the foreign board of missions, American foreign board of missions and lifelong. The other thing about him, and this is one of the things that really hit me was, uh, was 
he has he has the longest and most distinguished anti-slavery record of any founder. Um, I mean, 50 years mm -hmm. consistent anti-slavery, never owned a slave. I, <laughs> that's here's, awesome. Here's the crazy thing. You know, I, I, that's what the claim I'm making in the book, yeah. that he never owned a slave. Yeah. Everybody in his group owned slaves, right? Everybody, yeah. including members of his family. So I'm like, okay, I can't find where he owns a slave. There's one place where he could have. So I had to do all this research to figure out if I can say that. So I, I wrote like a, 30,000 word paper that 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 about five pages of it made it into the book <laughs> oh, man. because I had to substantiate this yes. claim I had to look at every possible illustrations oh, yes. and what does it mean so I came away with that thinking no he never owned slaves his family wow. never owned slaves wow. um, so he was but but you know from from really for about 50 years, he was consistently that way. And among the founders, that's very, very that's unusual. Very rare, yeah. In fact, there's no other I'm saying, person. I don't think there's anyone else, right? There's no other person in the founding generation of any stature um, who was not a clergy. There was some clergy that were that way, but yeah. um, who was actually uh, not only anti-slavery, but never owned slaves. Wow. And so that's, that's you know, to me. That's huge. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is the two books that were written about him, Neither one of them talk about his faith. Mm. Neither one of them talk about his anti-slavery stuff. Wow. They mention it a little bit, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right? So that the book is about his faith mm -hmm. and how his faith works into his his service to the country. Yeah. Like cuz he's a he's a patriot. And, you know, and uh but but uh but how it also works into his his social justice. Yeah. How he understands my faith makes me want to do this for my country, but it also makes me care about those who are not receiving the benefits of my country. Mm -hmm. Very involved with with uh, Native American causes. Very involved with slavery. Can I read the titles of the chapters where yeah. you address that? Yeah. It's Boudinot and slavery. Uh, chapter ten is those left behind slavery in the founding generation. Then chapter eleven. I'm assuming this is a trap. This is a quote yeah. from Boudinot, yeah. where he refers to slavery as that horrid traffic in the souls of men. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like. I mean, he like the dude is against it, which is yeah. And that was I didn't dope. know any of that when I started the project. Oh wow, okay, yeah. That so was the like, discoveries yeah. along the way. Discoveries along the way. <laughs> you know what he's reading, what he's you know what he's writing, what he's saying. So that's incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so the thing that I, but uh, the reason I'm I'm excited about it. First of all, I've written other books, you know, that were sort of my own stuff, mm -hmm. um, and it's awkward to promote them. That's, right. that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but this buy the book. <clears throat> no, this one oh. I can say buy oh. the book. Oh, good. Because I'm talking about this guy. I'm not talking oh, about me, not right? Just like ideas I like I, I like people to know about this guy. Yes. And the reason is, and and this kind of gets to the core of of my my passion for it, mm -hmm. is uh, I, I I believe that we, a lot of us, particularly in the evangelical world, mm -hmm. have kind of a skewed idea about the founding generation. And and about uh, and it's and it's going all over the map. There are some people who just say you need to write them all off, right? Because they're all slave owners yeah. and they all and they're all hypocrites, you know. Yeah. And then there's other people who just kind of cherry pick what they say and mm -hmm. say this is a Christian nation, right? These, right? Right? You know, these are you know these were all Christians. They were good Christian mm -hmm. men, and and uh, and I, I and I you know the thing I, I I love about this guy is that 
he was he was things that you couldn't be now mm. like mm-hmm. he was he Dude. was like i said he's a he's an he's a lover of jesus yeah an evangelical in the in the great awakening sense of the word mm-hmm. be born again be you know love jesus with all your heart soul mind and strength your neighbor as yourself yeah do that yeah, live yeah, that yeah. way Love the love the mission of the gospel. Be a man of the church. He was always a man of the church. Mm-hmm. All these all these founders, they they just were peripheral church people. He was he was always a member of a church. Never never a pastor. Always a member. That's, and uh, and so he uh, but but you know patriotic uh, and and I believe I'm a patriotic guy, mm-hmm. um, but not blind yeah. to the problems of what they were creating not blind to the fact that we're not, you know, the virtue we hope to build our country on is not, not attainable. And, uh, and, and, and viewing slavery as the great evil uh, to the point where at the end of his life, he was almost ready to say, listen, I just soon divide the country. Let the slave owners go where they're going to go. Let's build, you know, and here's the guy who was there in the family. He was one of the five. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, to me, it resonates a lot with some of the things we're trying to deal with. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be a Christian in, in America? Yeah. What does it mean to be a Christian in this nation? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to care about uh, social justice issues? Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a lot of ways to define that. Right. But, but, but the poor, the, you know, those who have not experienced what the country's meant to have us experience, those things mattered to him. But it didn't cause him to compromise what he thought about being American. They weren't in these days. It feels like he's got to make a decision. He never had to make a decision. Yeah. He he's like, let's do it. Let's yes. do it. Let's do it both. The answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I love about. Dude, it. That's what I hope people get from it. Andy, that's awesome. Yeah. I think you crushed all these questions. I think it was concise enough. Where we still need to read the book, but we're yeah. intrigued about it. I want to read the book. I got. Yeah. classwork and things that I need to finish before this, but yeah, it's yeah. I want to learn about Elias Boudinot. Um, at the start of this, you mentioned something, you mentioned the, uh, faith and Liberty discovery center. Yes. Um, what, what is that? What, yeah. What it's, you talking uh, about? The American Bible society, which is in Philadelphia. Um, wait, let me say a little sore. Cause you got the, the fast Philly speak. Cap. Yeah. 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 The American sorry. Bible society. society. Yeah. American <laughs> Bible society. Let me, let me, uh, let me just back up here. Yeah. American Bible society. He founded, right? Yeah. Um, the idea behind it was they, you know, it it was started actually by Wilberforce in, oh, in Great Britain, the, the British Bible Society. The idea is we can't get Bibles out there fast enough. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, people are, 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 are expanding to new areas. They were, and we can't get Bibles out fast enough. So we need to start creating Bibles. Yeah. So in the, in the, in the, in America, the, the same, same issue, people were moving west and and because they were often at war with Great Britain, they weren't getting Bibles from Britain anymore, so they didn't have any Bibles. And if you didn't own a Bible, you weren't getting one. Yeah. So they said we got to start making them here. And they they really their focus interesting was 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 creating Bibles for the military, hmm. for soldiers. Um, uh, and they still have a, a passion for uh, for for the military. They have a passion for um, uh, for vets. Yeah. Uh, it's a big part of what they do, um, and 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 particularly you know PTSD and people coming out of out of trauma. 
Um, but they, you know, they realize we we got to get Bibles to people, and they're moving. And so, so they created this American Bible Society, which is basically the goal was let's let's get as many Bibles to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lot of people coming together. So the idea was let's let's put a Bible out there without commentary. In other words, we're not coming from a specific uh, theological framework other than confidence in the Word of God. And so that's, that's let's it, cool. let's you know so so any denomination can use these yeah. any you know whatever, um, so so that was that so they've been doing that for two hundred years, um, when they moved from New York to here in Philly they they felt like we're, we're in the middle of sort of the cradle of liberty, mm-hmm. but they noticed that the Christian part of our heritage has unfortunately kind of been washed out of the founding area now down Independence Mall. It's yeah, yeah. there if you know where to look. Right, right, right. But you're not hearing that story. Right. And so they said, what if we, what if, what would it be like if we said, alongside the Declaration of Independence and the, the Constitution, the other founding document in our country is the Bible? You know, mm. um, what would that be like? And so they created this museum. It's really kind of a a place to go. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting museum because there's not a lot of like artifacts. There's yeah. some. But it really is an ideas museum. Interesting. And the the whole the central idea is what are the biblical values that shape our country? But it's really interesting this way, and I hope you hear this in the right way. Um, it isn't just okay, this is for Christians. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because the people of the Bible weren't just evangelicals. Mm. They they talk about how the Catholic Church was 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 represented they talk about <clears throat> about about uh jewish congregations they talk mm. about people who saw the word of god as essential to founding culture yeah is who the bible's about and so you can go in there and and uh so they talk about religious freedom they talk about they talk about uh justice they mm. talk about community they talk about faith they talk about um love they talk about these transcendent values mm-hmm. that that we take for granted in our country right. that are actually from the Bible. That's They're cool. not enlightenment values. Yeah. A reason and mm-hmm. you know and inquiry and those kind of things. No, these are community, faith, hope, belief, love, um, uh, you know, those kind of things. And so the museum's built around those values. Yeah. And so the book really it I didn't design it this way, but but it really kind of kind of ties that in because that's what his life is that's cool. he's a man of the word yeah and uh but he also is a man who had a great he had a wonderful heart toward people who were different than him yeah. you know he he you know he was he knew what he believed and he didn't deviate yeah. at all that's so good right and it's so but rare. but if you disagreed he was going to try to find some way to see some good in what you said yeah and uh so there's an example of that in the book too. Right. So that <coughs> excuse me. No, nope, you're good. So that's what the Face and Liberty Discovery Center is. And it's kind of this is designed to kind of be there as a tangible representation of uh, of what those values look like in a man. So this is from Jonathan Den Hartog. Yeah. It's a professor of history at Stanford University. Holy cow. Um, this is what he says about the book. He says, In the era era of the American Revolution, Elias Boudinot was friendly, generous, welcoming, a problem solver a man of faith, a person you'd enjoy getting to know. 
With conversational and fast-moving prose, Andrew Farmer introduces readers to this champion of both faith and liberty. So it sounds like this book reads well. And uh, hope it does. Yeah, it's really exciting. So the question on everybody's mouth? Mind. Mind. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. (laughs) The question on everybody's mind is how can we get this? Where do we purchase this? Where do we, what do we do? Like everything else in the world from Amazon. Amazon. I, was about, I was about to say, it sounds like it's going yeah. towards Amazon. Yeah, you can get it from Amazon. It's You can get the Kindle version of it That's great. Um, as well. Is there a link in the show notes? Yeah, links in the show notes. Yep, link in the show notes. And, Go uh, ahead, click that bad boy. And um, yeah, or you can get click it from it. American Bible Society as well. They, they, they're stocking it there too. So That's great. They're stocking their very first non-Bible published yeah, book. Yeah, 200 years. Hey, that's a big deal. One. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. really cool. Somebody said to me, you know, you know, you are, in fact, a, a guy who is a scholar in this, mm-hmm. who in this period, he says, you know, you are the foremost, uh, you, you're the, you're the foremost scholar on Elias Boudinot in the world right now. And I said, wow. And I was really like impressed with myself. And I sort of realized we're like all foremost, foremost scholars on somebody. Yes. Like, like. Myself, my <laughs> wife. I'm the foremost scholar on my wife. I know more. There's really not much saying, you know, you don't need to say that. <laughs> I don't unless know. I, I like that. Unless That's it's a, a real t- important person. It's you a know? great title. No, I, I yeah. like that. That's the foremost scholar on Elias Boudinot. You're yeah. not going to learn more about Elias Boudinot from anybody yep. else, guys. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, He's a far up across so. right now. Excellent. Great. Buy the book. Buy the book. Get to know Enjoy Elias Boudinot. Enjoy it. And, oh, other, and the other people line. in there. And the other people in there. And the other people in there. Yeah. This sounds crazy. I'm excited. By the book. By the book. By the book. Great.